Today on my first concert. How many times have you seen Tom Petty in concert, you guys? I've seen him 22 times. I think it actually might be 23. Might be 23? Yeah, because I've seen him 25. I've done the research. I think I've showed it to you, Dave. You've Mm -hmm. seen the research. Well, hi, everybody. Dave Lee here back at along with Brianne. Brianne, how are you? Great. How are you? Well, I'm excited again for our guests. We'll tell you about that. If you're a Tom Petty fan, I know you're going to want to hear this today. Even if you're not, this is a fascinating story. And it's all being brought to you today by the folks at Propane, the environmentally friendly energy for everyone. Also... Being brought to you by Aquarius Home Services. By the way, get that five-star furnace tune-up and find out about all the great things they do there at AquariusHomeServices.com. And, of course, our bank here at Talk North is Starbank, and they're also one of our great sponsors here on My First Concert. Well, uh, today we're going to take you uh, back to some Tom Petty concerts with a couple of guys that have been to a ton of them. And those two guys are longtime friends of mine, Brianne. Uh, one of them is a um, sales rep for Diamond Products, Keith Haverland, although most people know Keith as Haves. In fact, if you're listening to this and you know Haves, you're going to say, oh, that's his first name. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> avid hunter, avid outdoorsman, uh, salesman that travels man, Haves, all over, all over the place, don't you? Yeah, all Minnesota, North South Dakota, Northwest Iowa, little into Nebraska and Wisconsin. So. How often are you on the road? Uh, probably four out of every five weeks. Yeah. Spend 90, 100 nights a year out of town for work. And then the rest of it, you're probably out hunting. And also, we have a former college teammate of his, track team. Uh, they play, ran together in college and remain good friends to this day. This guy is an associate AD at the University of Minnesota, has been there at the U of M for well, gosh, Mark, 30-plus years, right? Yeah, it'll be 34 years in January. Man, oh, man, you're still a young punk. He is uh, <laughs> Mark Ryan, and uh, a lot of folks know Mark. But what they don't know about you guys is uh, this following Tom Petty around the country. But before I get to that, Mark, your very first concert, what was it? Yeah, you know, and there's, it's, it's kind of interesting. There's a distinct tie-in to Tom Petty. Obviously, hmm. I didn't know at the time, but I was a sophomore in high school. We went and saw ELO at the old St. Paul Civic Center. Um, Festival and, seating? Uh, <laughs> no, it was reserved seating. <laughs> and, uh, you know, sophomore in high school, so I, I saw a few things that I hadn't seen, <laughs> right? Uh, coming from, at that time, a very small town, Rosemount, Minnesota. Um, but uh, if you remember... Uh, and 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 remember, finally, the the lead uh, person in ELO is Jeff Lynn. Yep. And so that was my very first concert, and certainly oh, uh, sure. yeah. Jeff Lynn and Tom Petty became very close on many fronts. Uh, started with the Traveling Wilburys, right? Uh, which was five legendary musicians that came together. Oh, what a powerhouse lineup that was! Just, just absolutely amazing. Um, they did two albums. The second album, of course, was without Roy Orbison after Roy passed away. But you know that's all. And really, George was the leader of that group. George uh, Harrison, Harrison was uh, the individual. Really, was the glue to that group. But just a phenomenal group. Uh, and then and you know what's interesting about that group? I don't know about Jeff Lynn's personality so much, but the rest were kind of quiet guys. Right. And right. you just wonder how much of a gab fest there was. Maybe there was once they're all together, but normally all of them are fairly subdued. Pretty low key, yeah. You know, um, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in, oh, yeah. in some of those sessions with, you know, like I see just five legendary musicians and. So Jeff and Tom got connected through that, and then um, Jeff uh, co-produced three of Tom's albums. Hmm. Um, Full Moon Fever was the first of those, and Into the Great Wide Open. Uh, Full, Moon Fever, Full Moon Fever was a solo album for Tom. Into the Great Wide Open was the band together. And then much later, he did Highway Companion, um, worked with Tom on that. And then uh, Tom and... Jeff together inducted George into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fa- Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So kind of interesting. My first concert, ELO. Um, Who were you with? It, it was uh, two high school buddies at the time. Uh, a guy named Dave Myris mm-hmm. now lives in Florida, and still a good close friend of mine to this day, Ed McMenemy. and uh, the former mayor. 
the former mayor of Rosemount. That's good. Yeah. Yes. So, um, but like I say, when you think about it, it's just kind of ironic that that was the first concert. ELO, you know, their, what they did with their light show and their stage presentation probably wouldn't seem like much now, but at the time it was, uh, you know, pretty incredible. Um, but then later, the just the tie-in to, to Jeff Lynn and, and Tom Petty, who a few years later then became, you know, certainly my favorite. Did you have your driver's license at the time, or how did you guys get to the concert in St. Paul? Um, Ed, Ed was older than the rest <laughs> of us, so Ed had his license. Um, and uh, so... Uh, that's how we got there. And I forget, it was an orange car. I remember it was an orange car. And I, I, it wasn't a pacer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but something along those yeah. lines. And uh, that's how we got there. You know, we pitched in a couple of bucks for gas whenever we would go. Maybe it was and, a Capri. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, but it I, wasn't a Firebird or a Camaro. It was not that. <laughs> it was not that at all. You, you just so wanted we, to get we were not riding in style. Yeah. Let's put it like that. But we got there and had a great time and, uh, you know, special memory. Habs, what about you? First concert. It was Black Sabbath and Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, my. Uh, in the uh, summer of 1980, so it was after graduated from high school. There's a couple guys that I can't even remember their names, kind of hung out with me and a couple buddies that summer. And one of the guys said, hey, you guys want to go to that concert? And I like Black Sabbath. I knew three of their songs, uh, Paranoid, War Pigs, and uh, Iron Man from their uh, We Sold Our Soul Rock and Roll album. And so it's like, yeah, I'll go. But that's about all I knew of, of them. Mm -hmm. Didn't even, I don't know if I even heard of Blue Oyster Cult at the time. And so the guy, this is back when you had to call into tickets or wait in line. Yeah. So this, this one kid, he's, he said, well, I'll have my mom buy the tickets. And then you guys have to pay my mom. I'm like, okay. Well, at the time, one of the three jobs I had that summer was working in a plastic factory. And they had their employee appreciation day coming up and they gave everybody two tickets to Valley fair. Mm -hmm. So when it came time to pay for the tickets, I asked the guys, can I just trade you these two tickets to Valley fair for the concert ticket? <laughs> he said, well, let me ask my mom. <laughs> so came back the next day and he said, my mom said it'd be okay. So, <laughs> so basically I got to go to the concert for free. How about that? And uh, uh, you were wheeling and dealing back then. Yeah. No wonder you're so good at your job. <laughs> so we get there, and uh, people I, I can't remember who, who was on stage first, but, but when Blois or Colt was on stage, people were, were kept hollering, Godzilla, Godzilla. And, <laughs> and I'm like, Why are they hollering Godzilla? And they, uh, you know, one of the guys said, Well, th that's their big song right now. And, oh, okay. And, and then uh, <laughs> other people were holding signs saying, Where's Ozzy or we want Ozzy? And they were, and then when Blue, or, uh, Black Sabbath came on stage, they were chanting Ozzy, we want Ozzy. And I'm like, who's Ozzy? <laughs> I mean, that's how little I knew, you know? Sure. Yeah, they're like, well, he was the lead singer. He's not with them anymore. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, and then, like, Mark got exposed to stuff. I, I didn't realize that, you know, drugs and stuff were so prevalent, yeah. you know, back in the day, coming from smaller town than Rosemont from Farmington. And, you know, it was just it was it was eye opening. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a, a, a kind of a segue into uh, uh, maturing a little bit and going, wait a minute. Yeah, the Boy, real I've world. Been isolated. <laughs> That's for well, sure. probably like you, and you know, um, yeah. we all three of us grew up in small towns. You know, when you're a kid, your whole life yeah. is that small town. Mm -hmm. um, you know, those high school games that you went to; those were like your stars and yep. idols, and you start realizing at a certain point and certainly our first concert is a part of that experience yeah. there's a whole big wide world out there you know yeah you had either the world book or the encyclopedia britannica or maybe you were lucky enough to subscribe to national geographic and you could find out about other places but <laughs> I, I, I mean it, there's just i don't think there's a way to explain to this generation maybe how little we knew outside of where we grew up in a, right. in a small town a big yeah. city kid would have had a different experience i think or, yeah, and, and then, you know, back when we were growing up, there was no internet or, you know, stuff. So if, if something happened on the other side of the country, you either didn't hear about it or you heard about it a month later, you yeah. know, second, third hand. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was, yeah, a whole different world. Yeah, concert, were, it, was a, it was a unifying effect where you, and he's got to see, yeah. meet different people and see <laughs> some things that you just weren't quite aware of. That happened to me at a ZZ Top concert. 
it, that's the first time I saw it and, and, and saw some of the activity going around. I go, wow, <laughs> wow. I'd, Where was that one at, Dave? That was at the Fargo Civic Auditorium. Oh, yeah. And I can't imagine when I came home that day and, and I walked in and my mom must, I mean, it's on your clothes. How can you avoid it? Mm. So I'm sure she's taking a whiff going, oh, boy. Well, back in the day, of course, even at sporting events, you could smoke, right? Yes. Yeah. And the, that first concert that we talked about, and I'm sure it's the same with the ZZ Top concert for you, Dave, and the Black Sabbath Blue Oyster Cult concert for you, the warm-up band finished, and the lights come up, <laughs> and there is just a haze. <laughs> Big time. Like, just yeah. pain in yeah. the middle of, of the arena. Um, <laughs> yes. I was like, wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now you see it for introductions for sports teams when they use the smoke. Right. It was a little bit worse than that. Brianne, how about you? When did you first kind of figure out that stuff was happening at concerts? Well, I grew up in a small town, too, so I can kind of relate. Obviously, I had the internet. It was dial-up, so not quite as accessible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, A little slower. A little bit more of an, and you know, reality <laughs> TV and all that stuff. So a little bit more of an idea. But, yeah, I would say kind of that was... You know, you end up, you go to the movie theater by yourself, you go to the mall by yourself with your friends and things like that. So then concerts were kind of the last one I got to go to when I was about 15 or 16 of, all right, you guys are on your own, you're going to that. And I would say it kind of started then. It was just like, oh, I didn't realize you could wear your underwear outside or, oh, I didn't realize, you know, it's just a whole different kind yeah. of world. And it's like adolescence just slamming the door as, as it kicks you out, you know, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You saw every kind out there, yes. didn't you? Yeah. And, all kinds of kinds. And I was one of those kinds, I might add, at that point. Uh, we are on uh, My First Concerts, what you're listening to here. Uh, great to have you with wherever you're listening, whether it's Spotify or Apple or here at talknorth.com. I uh, ask you to subscribe. We've got a lot of great stories in the past. We'll continue to have a bunch, but it's just reminiscent. And if you want to be on the show, let us know. It'd be fun to. There's a lot of great stories out there I'm discovering. It's brought to you by a lot of good people, too, including the folks at Aquarius Home Services. And I did want to mention Jeff and the staff over there. You mentioned Jeff Lynn. I want to mention Jeff Doherty, as long as we're kind of in that Jeff theme. But one of the things I, I love about Aquarius Home Services is that they're always growing, and their motto is earning the right to be recommended. And that applies to their associates as well. Many of their new associates come from their employees telling family and friends what a great place it is to work. Uh, and I've seen that happen. I've done that very – we've actually called after uh, they've come over and said, just want to let you know, uh, I've never had anybody ask me where they could park their van before. They're really good. So I would say if you're looking for a great place to work, and I've been over there many times, and I've known Jeff for well over a couple of decades easily – and I know that work culture, and I know how much effort he's put into designing that along with the staff, and it works. It is really impressive. Check out Aquarius. They have opportunities in service and sales for water treatment, for heating and cooling, for plumbing, for electrical, and they are looking for great people to join their team. They're just awesome. Find more information at AquariusHomeServices.com. you got issues with your furnace or your water, whatever, call them too, by the way, which I've done for the same two decades, or the first call I always make. Hey, great to have you on uh, my first concert, Dave Lee here, uh, with uh, Haves and Mark. What was Mark's nickname, Haves? Rye. Rye, okay. <laughs> with Haves and Rye, I've always known him as Mark, Ash. We've known each other for many, many years, Mark. But uh, let's get into the Tom Petty thing. Uh, so you became both really Tom Petty diehards. Uh, can you kind of tell us how that happened? Uh, I would say mainly... Because of Mark, um, in in college, you know, Mark and I became came best buddies right away in college, uh, being on the cross country and track teams together. And Mark was a big Tom Petty fan at that point. And uh, after our freshman year of college that summer, Tom Petty was in concert coming to the Twin Cities, and Mark ordered the tickets. He asked, you know, a bunch of us guys who wanted to go, and Mark bought the tickets and got. Got us what seven roll uh, row, center row stage, six, row, six. row six tickets at the Met Center and the Hard Promises know. tour. That was the Hard Promises tour, yes. Yeah. And that was your first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from there, I was was hooked. So here's the story, okay? <laughs> yeah. Here's the backstory. All right. <laughs> and now the rest of the, the rest story. of the story. <laughs> so, um, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers were supposed to play, I believe, at the Civic Center. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, it got postponed. And so, again, different technology. So people who had tickets at the Civic Center show had until a certain date to exchange their tickets for comparable tickets 
at the Met Center show, which was in mid-August of 81. And so there was a deadline on that. So the following Monday, the first day the tickets went back, I did not have tickets to the Civic Center show. The Monday, the first day the tickets went back on sale, I went up uh, and there wasn't much of a line, which worked out great. Got up there early, Met Center, so right when they opened up, I was at the window. So uh, I was able to get six tickets, main floor, center stage um, for the show. And that's how I got the tickets. Uh, they were, somebody else had those tickets at the Civic Center and didn't turn them back in or whatever. And so uh, you talk about being right there. It was phenomenal. And so uh, it was a combination of uh, me and Haves and a combination of high school and college uh, friends and buddies. A beautiful night, summer night. Uh, we tailgated. We had a little uh, barbecue grill. Sure. Um, steak, baked potato, steaks, baked salad, potatoes, the whole deal. The whole wow. deal. Um, <laughs> That's some, impressive. Some At that age, making a meal like that, I'm even oh, more impressed. Gosh, adult beverages. Um, it was just a perfect evening. And then I will tell you, um, and Habs might remember the numbers, but we met a lot of people in the parking lot. We let them know where we're, our, our seats were at. And those six seats... Right in front of the stage. Were you single guys at the time? Oh, single yeah. guys. Oh, that's yeah. trouble already. There. We, we were 19 yeah. years old. Oh boy! You know, it, right after our freshman year in college, and yeah. so I. Uh, <laughs> so you know where I'm going with that. We yeah. had, I bet you, at least, we at least had a dozen people in our area there. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the girls we met out, you know, well, in, in the parking, parking lot. And yeah. some of them girls were from my hometown, from Farmington. Oh, so you were the magnet. Of course. Yeah, well. <laughs> there you go. There you as go. long as the seats were good, that, then I was a magnet. <laughs> there you go. I mean, but how, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it was very different than the ELO seats I had. Let's put it like that. We yeah. were right there. And I remember that Tom came out, and I'd never, we had never seen him before. And he said something to the effect that, um, if for those of you who have kids, I hope you paid the babysitter well because we're going to be here a long time. <laughs> and they started jamming, and it was awesome. We had a great time in the parking lot. After the concert, uh, the next day, I had a, I had a cream-colored Chevy Nova. Remember oh, that hat? Oh, yeah. With bench seats. <laughs> well, it doesn't get any hotter than that. Yeah, bench <laughs> with the plastic bench seats. There isn't a girl in the metro didn't want to jump in that car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, I went out the next day. Um, that was a Friday, and I went out the next day uh-huh. and bought the cassette tape, again, dating ourselves yeah. here, of Damn the Torpedoes, which is their third album. I drove around the entire afternoon it's about three, four hours just playing that tape over and over, <laughs> and I was, I was, I was hooked. Yeah. And so, obviously, your audience can't see that, but you see that pinky finger on my yeah, right hand, how that's bent. Yep. So I went to that concert. Uh-oh. Um, I had a splint on that. I'd cut, I got a ball on the, on the tip of the finger, and mm-hmm. I had a splint on there. And we were, you know, really getting into the concert. <laughs> yeah. And the next morning, I woke up, and that splint was hanging off my finger. <laughs> So that's another uh-huh. that's another so remnant of my memory. first Tom Petty concert right there. War wounds. <laughs> Special night. Oh, Special. And I was hooked ever yeah, since then. I that's know where you it were. started. Yeah. Because you guys then went on uh Brianne, what's the longest you ever waited in line to get tickets? Taylor Swift recently. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. On, no. Online, right? I, I did not, actually, because I kind of knew it was gonna be what it was gonna be. Didn't anticipate it was fully going to be that. So I said uh-huh. If I'm frankly, when it turned out no one got him, I go, well, if I can't have him, glad you guys can't either. <laughs> so that's the, pet, the Tom Petty and me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, really, I don't think I've ever waited in line for concert tickets. They've all been online. I've waited at getting quite a few venues and yeah. shivered outside of those. That's for sure. But See, yeah, and that's the difference with online versus you. Had to, absolutely. But I was telling Brianna too. I always thought the greatest thing was on Ticketmaster. You call, so you had a show here in town. You instead of going to Minneapolis Ticketmaster, you call Charlotte, North Carolina, or you call Dallas, Texas, and you could get them pretty pretty quickly. It was kind of a... I wish we had known go. that I trick. Was just, I was thinking the same Come thing. Come yeah. oh, That's yeah, a good yeah, idea. Well, we, were where, times, we were sure. those guys around hold. We were in the holding <laughs> trying to get tickets, and you were... <laughs> yeah. You were going uh, another were route. Smart. smart. I, I was just talking to a friend who was on, in queue 10 hours for the Taylor Swift tickets yeah. for his wife mm-hmm. and his uh, her friend. 
and he, he, he played football at the University of Minnesota, that's how I knew him, and uh, he finally got him after 10 hours in wow. queue. Yeah. But in line, you know, you could camp, you could get a little uh, sorority, fraternity, little sort of thing going on right. there yeah. with the people that you were in line with. Uh, so then, after that, your next concert, you wait a few years before you go to the next one, don't you? Yeah, well, you know, we got we got busy. There were a couple of shows that... Uh, well, you're taking that Chevy Nova to probably car shows. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember, I'll never forget the sticker on that, too, all right? <laughs> Because when it was it w- bought it new, it yeah. was two thousand three hundred dollars. AM radio. Do they even sell vehicles uh, now with just an AM radio? I, I don't think the electric so. vehicles no. do. I don't think so. You know, no. we had to. You know, my brother, uh, my late brother Dan, had to put because uh, I'm not any good at that stuff. He put in the. I bought a cassette player. Oh, the six stereo. by nine Jensen coaxials. <laughs> oh, <and laughs> speakers yeah, yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it was just, well, it, was, yeah. it was rocking. But, you know, they came through again a few Yeah, marks. you could see the speaker thumping. That's when right. When you turn yep. it up loud. Oh, yeah. Then, oh, then, yeah. then you blow. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so there, um, there was another show in 83 that we couldn't go to because we were in school and, and competing in track. We could come to that. 85 was the next time uh, that the show came through, and I had tickets, and I had an interview uh, at Loris College in Dubuque, Iowa, uh, to be uh, sports information director and and cross-country and track coach. Wow. And the interview went all day. Oh, no. And I had the tickets. They were at the house, and we had a big group going, and it's the only concert that uh, out of the list of concerts we've gone to where I didn't go to. And so Havs has got that one up on me, but I called Havs and I don't even know Havs how I called you. There were no cell phones. Right. I had to take a break in, in the between interview. the interview down in Dubuque, <laughs> Iowa. Somehow got a hold of Havs and said, call Margie, my late great mom, Margie yeah. Ryan. The tickets are in my, on my dresser. Leave one for me. I'll meet you guys up there. And, um, you know, I drove up. I drove like heck. I I, I didn't want the job. You know, <laughs> it's still the most. After all these years, it was an all day affair. I didn't really want the job. I just wanted to get home to the concert. And priorities. You didn't God. tell him during the interview. I got to call a guy about a Tom Petty ticket. You yeah. didn't say that. Yeah. No. I, I, yeah. Yeah. And so Habs got the tickets. Left one for me. I drove like crazy up. Uh, as you know, as best I could, getting back home, came in, saw my mom, put the my stuff down, uh, grabbed my ticket. I drove up. I was pulling up. I was at a street light, right outside the Civic Center, and just there's whatever it was, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen thousand people. All of a sudden, halves and all my buddies walk the street light. They walk right in front of the Chevy Nova. They walked right in front, and it's over. I missed it. Oh. The warm-up band had to cancel, so they started earlier. Oh, wow. And I missed it. But how, I mean, how is that? I'm, at, I'm trying to get in the arena, and all of a sudden, there's 18,000 people emptying out, and these dudes walk right in front of my car. So that was, you know, so then the next one was, uh, for me, was, was 87. But maybe, I don't know, Habs, if you want to add any more about the 85 show and that that deal. It was really, really good. <laughs> you Best one ever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and then how many times have you seen Tom Petty in concert, you guys? I've seen him 22 times. I think it actually might be 23. Might be 23? Yeah, because okay. I've seen him 25. I've done the research. I think I've showed it to you, Dave. You've mm-hmm. seen the research. Yep. Um, and we saw him together three times on the 40th anniversary tour, which was his last, you know, so that 81 show, the first one. Yep. Three times on the, on the 40th anniversary tour. Um, and there were three shows out of those 25 that Habs right. didn't go to, but there was the one that, yeah. that he, he went did to. Go right. so, so and walked in front of yeah. your car. That's right. As you yeah. <laughs> 23 for Habs, 25 yep, for that's me. Right. What made you, Brianne, from a younger generation, a, a Tom Petty fan? Or you just wanted to see him? No, I, I actually was a fan of his is why I wanted to see him. You know, I think I got into his later stuff. I think the Heartbreaker stuff came later for me in the discovery because he had kind of turned a more 
softer corner, I want to say. In his later years, he kind of was more songwriting, kind of storytelling and things like that. That's really what I like most about him is his songwriting, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think he's a terrific American songwriter, and it just kind of his authenticity really bleeds through. And so at first, here, I'll tell you a real story. When I found out what he looked like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I just was like kind of a fr- – I would look at my parents' old albums, and I was like disgusted, frankly. And I was like, well, I'm not going to like him. But then as your baby brain evolves into having some, you know, being able to judge that, is I was like, oh, well, he's really good. So it doesn't really matter what he looks like. But – I have been a fan of his since at least high school, and I saw him when I was about probably 24, 25 or so, and it was kind of one of those things I was telling Habs before we started recording that you should always take a chance to go see the person that you love in concert because people pass away, people break up, all kinds of things, and it just you'll never really regret it. I don't regret going to any concerts. That's what I've found. And and, in Tom Petty's case, you know, and I was at that show too, that last one that you were at, and you guys, of course, were there. I saw you guys at that concert. But... Um, I had no clue that he was ill. Habs, you picked up on something, though, at that show. Uh, you saw him, and we were sitting pretty close to each other. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch that, but you did, and I, and it was just something un, uh, unusual, you thought, in his gait, in his walk. Yeah, when uh, we had the, the – our seats were situated. We we're at the corner of the stage but elevated, so we could see them walking up the steps to get on stage. And I just happened to – we were looking down when they were walking up on stage, and Tom, what, uh, what's the drummer's name? Steve Ferroni. Steve Ferroni. Tom had his hand on Steve Ferroni's shoulder as they were walking up the steps, and you could tell he was really, you know, bracing himself on uh, Steve Ferroni's shoulder. So I pointed out to Mark. By the time Mark looked, they were already on stage. So then when they finished their set and they're walking off, we were watching, and, and we noticed he, he went down the stairs the steps gingerly and needed a little help but then we were really watching for when he, they came back up on stage for their encore and then mark's all like holy smokes have you right he's you know needing help to get up the steps and then as you went to the other two concerts did you notice it at all that he was a little slower than normal just that that he wasn't moving around yeah, yeah. stage he never did it a lot but just wasn't moving around stage as much as he yeah well, used we, to yeah we saw them um that was the first show at the X. Which and is it Saturday night. Was a Saturday night. And have spotted it right away, like you said. I would not have caught it. Because you were on that side of the, the stage, too, Dave. And you yeah. can see where they, they had the stairs up. Yeah, but I was really lit up by that point. <laughs> <laughs> so were we. Yeah. And uh, I, thought I, was at, I thought I was at Sly and the Family Stone. <laughs> <laughs> and then two nights later, we saw him in Des Moines, but we had a different vantage point. There we were like in row seven or eight on the main main floor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, in Des Moines. And then the last show, ended up being the last show we ended up seeing him, was at an iconic venue and a special place for both Habs and I, Wrigley Field. So it ended up being the last place, the last show we saw him. And we had no vantage point there. That was such a large... Right. We were on the main... We were, we were on the, the field. yeah. But probably, you know, it was, just, it was just a much more massive production. So we couldn't... Um, you know, but he seemed to be moving pretty well once he got on the yeah. stage. You know, for like you know, up there in years. Yeah, but it just it, clearly it was the steps and stairs, and that were a challenge for him. Uh, and so we didn't. I was speaking for me and Brianne. I don't. I don't. We didn't follow him as closely. Obviously, I followed him. Was a huge fan. But you guys um, are really dedicated fans. So when the news came of his passing, were you as stunned as uh, as we were? Totally shocked. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I remember I um, I was at a customer's office in St. Paul, and uh, I left the office, jumped in my truck, turned on the turned it on, and you had AM radio in your truck then, though. Yeah, course, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think you know. Well, uh, just say AM because that's what I was yeah. working on at the time. Oh, uh, so. but oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, turn the radio on. You know, mm-hmm. obviously when you tar- start your truck, the radio's on and. It's just like instantly turned on the trucks, like, oh, we got bad news. Tom Petty just died. Wow. And we're like, what the heck? And, you know, and, and I just, I was sitting in a lot. I had to talk to somebody. So I go running into my customer's office and, you know, like, hey, Tom Petty died. And he's not a Tom Petty fan. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, then you get, I, I you, thought he'd be distraught, needed, but he, he, he You needed like, a shoulder. Right. Yeah. Right. So I was just like, wow. yeah. I was kind of, I was in limbo for a while because I didn't know, you know, I, 
wanted to talk to somebody about it. But Yeah, crazy. Know. Well, yeah. I, I got more for you, both of you here, in just a minute. Uh, our thanks to Propane, environmentally friendly energy for everyone for bringing this to you today. How do we reduce emissions while meeting the world's increasing energy needs? Good question. Uh, and a timely question, but propane is an excellent way to reduce emissions and yet meet energy needs today. It's clean. It's non-toxic energy source. Helps reduce carbon emissions right now. In fact, uh, Habs is just talking about his truck, and, and I drive a truck, and I've got a friend who has a truck, and he converted that whole thing to propane. And that's what he fills it up with now. The carbon intensity score in Minnesota is only 80 on propane. You're saying, what's that mean? Well, let me give you a comparison. Grid electricity, we all know that here in Minnesota, including wind and solar now, right? This is wind and solar included. Much higher carbon intensity score of 136. There's a huge difference between propane and what you're seeing there with grid electricity. And you probably didn't know it. I don't, I imagine a lot of people don't, but it's a good time to learn about propane. And it's that much cleaner than electricity. There's an abundance of it. And the growth of renewable propane means it can be used for generations to come. So millions of us rely on propane. Maybe you're heating your home with it, your business. Maybe you're fueling that vehicle. It could be on-road or probably off-road, too. But it does make propane the right energy right now. I'd find out more about what propane could do for you and the environment by going to propane.com. Uh, Habs and Rye are with us. Huge uh, music fans uh, of all music, but particularly followed Tom Petty for uh, almost a dozen different concerts around the country as well. Let me ask you this, though, Mark. Mike Campbell was a longtime heartbreaker, great guitar player. Then he went off and toured with the Eagles. Did that make you more of an Eagles fan once he was playing with them? Well, I think, uh, was he with the Eagles? Or, I know he was with Fleetwood Mac. Or Fleetwood Mac, rather. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, I mean, that was fine. You know, I mean, I think the, the beautiful thing about this, and I think Tom... You know, Tom actually said it shortly before he passed away, something to the effect that if any one of them died, you know, there are five, it started with five yeah. buddies from Gainesville, Florida, right? Um, and Tom actually mentioned uh, in an interview that if any one of them died, that the band probably wouldn't go on. So I think it's been really neat to see the other band members still be able to express themselves. They're all incredible musicians including Mike. Um, yeah. And they've, they've gone off in their own different directions, but they haven't tried to recreate, you know, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. They've let it, it stands on its own. They've got an incredible catalog of music that we all get to enjoy, even though Tom has passed. Um, you know, it's just, it's an amazing thing. So I, I think it's great that they've gone on and done other other things. Oh, quite so honestly. That longevity in a rock and roll band, being buddies like they were, that's pretty amazing. 40 tells, years. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a pretty good character as well. The reason I think of Mike Campbell and the Eagles, didn't Mike Campbell write Boys of Summer for Don Henley? Yep. He did. Okay, that's yep. that's yep. what yep. I'm thinking. Yep. Yeah. There's yeah, there's it, a number of songs. Uh, that's <laughs> That could be a whole other show almost of other songs that, that they wrote. Um, you know, that other musicians, whether it's uh, Don Henley, um, Rod Stewart, um, certainly a, a duet that they did that they gave to Stevie Nicks, Stop Dragging My Heart Around, became yeah. a, a huge album or a huge song and a part of her album, I think was the Belladonna album for, for Stevie Nicks, that actually ended up competing with a Tom Petty album that was out um, at the same time. So uh, I don't know if you've ever heard the version "Stop Dragging My Heart Around," where it's just Tom. It's the it's the demo, uh, and and frankly, I like it as much, if not more, than the duet. Um, but uh, the duet was popular. It, oh, it yeah. was good. Oh man, it was good. Yeah, yeah it, it is good. Um, and uh, so, anyways, any of those concerts stand out above the others? And it was interesting, oh. too, because I looked like uh, Mavis Staples, I'm mm -hmm. a huge fan of the Staples singers and Mavis Staples, who I've never seen in concert, and I, I hope to amend that at some point. But she opened up for him for a few uh, times. You mentioned the Black Crows, or maybe we're talking off the air about the Black Crows. I think Habs were talking about that before Mark got here. And, and uh, for me, I'll just to get your – because you've been to so many of them, but I, I've been to a few of them. But the Pearl Jam – one where they opened up for Tom Petty. Buddy of mine's in from Chicago, comes in to see the concert, and he says to me, and he's a little, uh, and we're both we both like metal, and, you know, and, and Skid Row and Metallica and some of those bands. 
uh, like a lot of people do. But he was more into a, a headbanger than I was. And so when I said, you got I said, I got tickets for Petty and, um, and uh, Pearl Jam. And Pearl, Pearl Jam. Jam. And, and he, so he came from Chicago. And he said to me as we're walking, I just, just so you know, I don't understand why Pearl Jam is the first band. Because they're going to, I haven't heard Tom Petty, they're going to blow him out of the water. I said, I, you'd think he'd want to be first. I said, we'll see. I, I, I mean, it, and it was a, you know how your buddies are, pretty fr- uh, but it was a pretty good debate going on. No, right. yes, no, yes. So we got there, we walk out of the, sh- and after Pearl Jam got done, he said to me, wow, he ain't going to top that. And I said, well, we'll see. And as we walked out quietly, walking on the street after the show, he finally turns to me and admits it, you know, tough guy, admits to me, I'm petty, might have been better. Mm-hmm. And, and he was, he didn't, I mean, he went in as a petty, he liked them, but Pearl Jam was his band. And anyway, so my point is they both were outstanding, but I think the Tom Petty show kind of blew him away. I don't, I, I don't know what he's expecting, but it was more than he expected. Having said that, is there one that stands out for you guys as really big Tom a Petty aficionados? Well, we do have a Pearl Jam Tom Petty story, but to me, the favorite one was the trip Mark and I took out to Colorado, saw him two nights in a row at Red Rock. Oh, my. With uh, Steve Linwood as his warm-up. Oh, man. my goodness. That had to be so, unbelievable. Well, it was, Did it you was, have good weather that night? those nights? No. Cold, <laughs> rainy. We, we, we went into Walmart or something and bought ponchos, you know, the $2 plastic yep. ponchos and, and, and wore them. It, it, um, it made it better, though. It was cold yeah. as heck the first night, the first show. The second night, as Hav said, it was rainy. But both those really added to the experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it was a phenomenal venue. Oh, it didn't get better than that. And we had great seats both nights. Uh, it, it was... It, it, that was my favorite overall, you know, one, because it was a trip to two of us. We flew out there, got a rental car, checked an hotel, bought some food and beer to tailgate beforehand, went to the concert next day, kind of. Uh, well, we, we were going to go take a tour of the Coors Brewery, but it was closed, so we just sat in a bar <laughs> close by. <laughs> Pretended you were taking yeah. one on the bar. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then went to the concert again that night. You know, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was just a phenomenal venue. Um there was, I can't remember. I think it was the first night. There was uh, after Winwood got done playing. Uh, He's so she was, good. He's so good. You know, I'm not a fan of his, and I think you and uh, Kevin Lynch talked about it. Not a fan of his. Listen to his music on the radio, but every time I've seen him warm up for Tom Petty, phenomenal. Yeah, just really, really good. But there was a woman that was after, between bands was. Kind of in our area, she started. She said, Are you people... the guys with that white Chevy Nova? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but she was talking awfully loud, trying to tell everybody how her and Tom Petty's wife were best friends, uh-huh. grew up together, and best friends. And I had breakfast with, with Tom and whatever her name was, uh, you know, that morning and everything. And finally, I was like, "Well, if you're such good friends with Tom Petty's wife and Tom Petty, what are you doing out here amongst us? How come you're not?" <laughs> You know, backstage or front row. She didn't say anything. She just walked away and went and started talking <laughs> to some other people. <laughs> you know, I got a, I got a, <clears throat> a take on you know to your question. It's it's not an easy answer. It's like a lot of things right. with, with Tom Petty. Among I should say among the best. Right, mm-hmm. but but Most I can memorable. I can give you the best concert. But when you look at the way I break it down, the first one will always be special. Sure. Not only not only because it, you know created this, you know, um, amazing attachment to, mm-hmm. you know, this incredible band um, who I would rank among the very finest American rock bands in, in history. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it was kind of, I don't know how to explain the moment because it was just, you know, you're 19. There's so much that goes into that, that it was, it was I, sound, life-changing sounds dramatic, but it was, I'll never forget that night. It was a really, really special night. And it's like with anything, there's only one first time, you know, the first time yep. for everything. And so that was really special. Um, the, you know, as Habs mentioned, Red Rocks and Wrigley Field, two iconic venues. I'd always wanted to see a show in Red Rocks and to see your all-time favorite band mm-hmm. in a venue, an iconic venue like that. Those back-to-back nights and the weather and everything, it just... With your best buddy, it's about as good as it gets. And then Wrigley Field to be the last show. 
as you know, uh, Dave, we, we don't need to go into that any deeper, that we're both big Wrigley Field Cubs fans. So we have a trip every summer where we sure. go to Wrigley Field and to see your favorite band and probably one of, if not maybe the, my favorite sports venue anywhere was really, really special. The, the, the show at the Excel Energy Center on the 40th anniversary tour that we talked about earlier was really special for me because I was able to have our oldest boy, Sean, was able to go. And I really yeah. am thankful that he was able to experience uh, a Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers show uh, in person. And Diane, my uh, wife, was there with us. And so just really, really special. With all that said, the best concerts, the best night I've ever seen is back-to-back nights, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and Pearl Jam. They were good. Hands down, that is the best I've ever seen Hmm. as far as a show of any Tom Petty, any band. It was absolutely phenomenal. And we were there both nights. And Eddie, as you know, had no issue with being the warm-up band because, like a lot of artists, Tom Petty meant a lot to him and the band meant a lot to him. And as you remember, both nights he came out and sang a couple of songs. Mm-hmm. You can hear those. You know, they did recorded versions of, of those. I don't know if it was specifically from that night, but on that tour, uh, The Waiting is just a phenomenal, with Eddie leading it, is absolutely phenomenal. The first night, the microphone didn't work at the XLNG Center, so it was hard to hear Eddie. Um, but that, hands down, is the best night of music I've experienced in my life. Um, you got two headliners. They could have sold out. They could have sold out stadiums, you know, large football stadiums for many nights in a row. Um, so I think the people that 18,000 plus or whatever the X holds mm. that were there for those two nights, that was pretty darn memorable. We had uh, rented a hotel room downtown for both nights. So we went to the concert the first night, you know, and then went, spent the night in the hotel. The next morning we get up, went to work, came back to the hotel. Habs went to work. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure. God bless you, Habs. Changed into concert uh, clothing again and hit the bars and went to the concert the second night. And But uh, I can't remember if it was the first or second night. There's some guys, you're talking about who was with your buddy, who should be playing first or second. Some guys showed up behind us after Pearl Jam was done and before Tom Petty started. I think they were from Illinois something, but they drove like seven hours to come there to see Pearl Jam. Yeah, and isn't Eddie a Chicago guy? I'm not sure. He's a big Cubs fan. Big Cubs fan. Yeah, I know that. Whether he's from Chicago, I don't know, but he's a massive Cubs fan. So they're, you know, Pearl Jam was done. They're getting the stage ready for Tom Petty, and these guys show up behind us and like, hey, how was Tom Petty? (laughs) And we're like, he hasn't played yet. And they're like, what What do you mean he hasn't played yet? And like, no, Pearl Jam just finished. They're going, no way. No way would Pearl Jam warm up for Tom Petty. We're like, yeah, they didn't believe us. And they're like, we drove here to see Pearl Jam. We don't care about Tom Petty. (laughs) And I I can't remember if they stayed or if they left. I don't know. You know, again, the beauty of that, what made that night so special is you probably, how would you ever, I mean, you talk about the entertainment business, then you talk about the music business and the egos that are involved and, and just you know, the relationship that those guys had and they put egos aside just for, you know, an awesome yeah. uh, concert experience for everybody. Just do what they love. Right. Didn't Chris Stapleton open up at Wrigley for yeah. Petty? Yeah. He's a he's a talent. We missed it. We caught the very end of it. Yeah, yeah like the last song. <laughs> Our flights were delayed. Oh boy. Oh, so yeah. you were a little nervous yeah. getting to the concert. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the worst. Can't yeah. control the situation and are we gonna miss it or not? Yeah. Uh, what the, our flight got delayed what three times coming out of Minneapolis? Had some issues, yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget that too, as we're walking in the stadium, Wrigley Field. Uh Bill Walton walked right by. Oh so he was going to the show. You wow. know. So yeah. uh just again, really special experience. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you guys uh, experience a lot of Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker concerts, and and uh, the music continues, of course, to thrive, which is, I guess, tells you how good the guy was. But I always, I thought the Traveling Wilburys was just a genius idea. Just what a unbelievable how big those guys all were, and had that group. And then you go back to Roy and uh, Dylan, and 
the Beatles, think about the people involved in there. Right? Yeah. Holy yeah. smokes. I mean, all iconic artists. Oh, yeah. Uh, our bank here at Talk North is Star Bank. Uh, speaking of uh, popular, Star Bank is not only popular, once you get to use them, you really become a fan of theirs and will tell everybody else about it. But they're dependable. And that's part of the popularity, I guess, right? You want to depend. you got to depend on somebody. They have real people that answer your phone call. Very unusual these days, it seems like. But they make uh, decisions, and they can make them quick, because in your business world, I'm guessing things come up rather um, abruptly, and you're going, oh, boy, what are we going to do with that? Well, they've been down that road for many, many years. Ten locations in Minnesota, a variety of businesses. They reinvest in the communities that they're in as well. You know that if you're in one of those communities, very involved. And that displays that Star Bank integrity that we've all come to know. Customers already know it, and it's a good thing for you to learn about as well. But they can make decisions on a dime, pardon the expression there, and just thought I'd throw a little financial pun in for you. But their agility, just when it comes to making those kind of decisions. Business world is fast moving. Starbank.net, that's their website. They have all the technology you need in today's banking world. So download the app as well. I just think it's cool that they got somebody answering the phones there, and they know that old-fashioned feel as well. Because when it comes to your finances, and your money and your business and your personal accounts, it's really nice to know who you're working with. And you can always visit with these people who get to know your name, and it's a pretty good chance you're going to know their name when you walk out. Starbank.net. They really are outstanding at what they do. Also member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Brandy, you have any questions before we uh, let these guys go back to their jobs? No, I, I honestly just feel very validated in my love for Tom Petty, that it's not just a some girl kind of crush or something <laughs> like that. Obviously not, because I don't necessarily like the way he looks. But, no, it ev- everything you're saying is what I love about him too. It just, and I was, I was devastated when he was gone because it just, I almost felt like there was more from him that we could have seen if anything, yep. you know, cause he, he, he's not retired. He isn't, you know, putting anything out. He's an original person. And I just, it's really quite a loss I feel like, but at the same time, it's how you get to live forever now too, you know, between the music and the fans and just all that. So I love Tom Petty and I love that we got to talk about that with you guys. So Brian rocks, by the way. Oh, yeah. thank just you. Just gets it done. You know, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, I remember, uh, you know, the news of when Tom passed away and I remember, you know, it was devastating. And I remember being at the office and I basically, I'm going to be out of the office for a while. So I kind of took care of things before I left the office and went home and was, you know, grieving. And it's interesting because we've all had a certain, when you go through loss in your life, we've lost uh, family members mm-hmm. and people really close to us. It's somebody that I never met, you know, and yet you felt so close with. And um, I just fully expected I'd be out for a few days. And then I remember I got up the next morning and it's like, well, Kind of, what are you feeling sorry for yourself? You not, you know, get going, pull yourself up, get back to work, get back to life. Um, but that was my initial thought as I'd, yeah. I'd be out for a while. When you look at his impact, when you look at um, how he changed the music industry, you talk about his influences, um, you know, uh, not just rock and roll, but, um, you know, uh, you talk about Mavis Staples, a gospel singer, Hall of Fame gospel singer, opening his concerts, uh, Rhythm and Blues. He was very close. They, they were the band on Johnny Cash. Him and Johnny Cash were really tight. Mm-hmm. They were the band for Unchained, his album Unchained. Um, he loved Carl Perkins, too. I have a great Carl story. Perkins. Yeah, of he was recording at some big recording studio, and he went up to the receptionist and just excitedly tapped on the desk and said, oh, my gosh, that's Carl Perkins there. And the lady said, I couldn't imagine Tom Petty yeah. being floored by this kind of older right. generation of wow. rock star. But it's just, I think he really, I love people that revere right. all music. And you could tell he was a fan as much as he was a performer. So, mm-hmm. so I love Bo about Diddley. Him. Yep. You know, he didn't like today's country that much. That's why him and Chris Stapleton really connected and the band connected is, you know, Chris, and I think that's why Chris has been so successful is because he's kind of harkens back to those, Mm -hmm. to the day of real country and those roots. Um, So uh, just so blessed, I guess. It's been an important part of our our life and I think we'll be so moving forward, you know. One of the things about you go to his concerts, and, and and I've been to a lot of other band concerts, but with Tom Petty concerts, it's like a giant sing-along. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean everybody's yeah, saying Yeah, going it to free to falling songs. and all yeah. of a sudden, boom. Yeah, and you don't see that with a lot of other, you know, even the big bands, you know. You just don't see the audience participation, so to speak, as you saw at his concerts. Uh, yeah, I remember the first time I, I, I saw him, and then the, he does free falling, but he doesn't even get a chance to sing it. And he just stops, and he looks at the... Now, that might be part of the shtick. I, I hadn't been to any of the shows. But he just looks at the crowd, and he turns and just looks at his band and puts his hands up like, what are we doing here? Well, do you guys remember when he was playing Learning to Fly at the end, and we were all singing yeah. together? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's one of my favorite moments of my life, honestly, because yeah. I love that song so much. And it just, something about it felt kind of final in mm -hmm. a weird way, too, and it just was a nice cap. It was one of the last songs mm -hmm. of the show, and it was it was so beautiful to sing it with him. It was great. Right. He's got a recording, uh, and I, I don't know if it, it might be Free Fallen, but he lets them sing, and then um, they finish, and they everybody claps, and he goes, you're going to put me out of a job. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was going to bring that up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, 25 shows, 23 for halves, um, you know, but the thing is, and, and you guys have both been to the shows, Brianne and Dave, I can honestly say in 25 shows, never, not once, he never mailed it in. Yeah. All right? He, and, and you heard interviews with him. He, he didn't have a lot of memories of a lot of past shows. He did the Super Bowl. He did the largest of the largest events. Um, but I think the next show was always the most important show, mm -hmm. and he never mailed it in. Um, and I'm really grateful for that too, because we've been to a lot of bands where it's clear sometimes, you know, and understandably, yeah, you know, yeah. they've been it's on, on the road no. for how many months Here and all go. that kind of stuff. But he's mm -hmm. he never mailed it in, and like I say, I always felt like his your show you were at that night was the most important show of his career, and I yeah. always really really appreciated that. Well, I appreciate you guys coming in. Uh, we lot. could go a Thanks, lot Dave. longer on a lot of different uh, topics, I know, and particularly talk a little bit about some of the other shows you've been to. But these two guys are Tom Petty fans uh, from the word go, so I thought it'd be fun to share their story, Brianne. And, That's great. And uh, it's really cool. And we'll continue to uh, talk music and my first concert on this podcast. We hope you join us again next time. I do want to thank the folks that make it all possible, our friends at Star Bank. Go to starbank.net. Also, and a great family culture over there. And also, if you get an opportunity, make sure you check in with AquariusHomeServices.com because they're hiring right now. And I'm telling you, and I, I mentioned earlier, I know Jeff for two, over two decades. This is a quality guy, and this is a quality uh, company. And then Propane, the environmentally friendly energy for everyone. What I would encourage you to do is read more at Propane.com and learn what a difference maker it can be. In the meantime, Brianne, thank you. Thank I'll you. see you again uh, next week. See you again. Uh, Dave Lee here, My First Concert. Download us anywhere you can get your favorite podcast, Apple, Spotify, or go to TalkNorth.com and listen to some of the shows. And if this is your first one, catch some of them on before. A lot of good guests have come on this show, despite the host. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. <laughs>